things in the Did show you see notes. I, I added some into yeah. like which I thought yeah. I, I thought we should start there, which I think is important. Yeah. And look at this. What's that? Uh, so I shrunk your, I shrunk your, uh, oh, what? It, it, it's over to the side. I can't see it. Hold it more like legacy standard Bible. That's the one that Nyhoff was talking about. Oh, okay. I get to church on Sunday and one of my, one of my good childhood friends, dads, he's been attending my, my, my men's Bible study. Um, his, this friend is now like an associate pastor down in Virginia. He handed me this and he goes, Hey, I've really been enjoying the men's Bible studies and I wanted you to have this. Cool. I was like, that's so nice. It's really good. Yeah. I started reading it today uh, when I was doing my morning devotions and stuff. And like the Psalms are really different when you read Yahweh, Yahweh. instead of Lord. Like it's much more like intense and like like personal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. it, it's really cool though. Cool. Yeah. Really yeah. cool. So one of the I think we talked about this. Um, one of the pastors that I listen to fairly frequently, like what he has started doing is, especially when you're praying the Psalms, is changing Lord or Yahweh, where it says Yahweh to Jesus, hmm. because then it makes it much more. Like uh, dynamic, mm -hmm. maybe uh, uh, you just see a, a depth to, oh yeah, this Jesus is the same Jesus yesterday, today, and forever, uh, yep. to quote Hebrews. And you know, this is this is what he was doing back then, all, all with the mindset of he's going to go to the cross, he's going to rise, he's going to ascend, and he's going to return. So I mean, it just I don't know. It was it was helpful. And it also made it, you know, uh, there is, we've, we've talked about um, kind of practical atheism or functional atheism yeah. in the past. But there's also the, the heresy of Marcionism. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So we're, 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 we become functional Marcionites because we don't, we don't know what to do with the Old Testament. Right. Well, when you start thinking of, when you see Lord, and you put Jesus in there, you're like, oh, wait a second. This this makes a whole lot more sense, and I don't know. I just I liked it, and I, I've I've actually written in my my Bible in a couple of Psalms. Um, I've replaced you know Lord with Jesus and yeah. read him or prayed him. It's been helpful. Well, that's so. that interesting dynamic, right? I was reading Law and Gospel today this afternoon, yeah. and uh, it has that timeline in the beginning of like the timeline of Law and Gospel, like from like Saint Paul through Walther. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting to see that kind of transition, um, but also important, I think, to note, you know, how significant it was for the church fathers, you know, Luther, mm -hmm. Melanchthon, and then, you know, previous to them of seeing the weaving of Christ through the Old Testament. Yeah. Like, if you miss Christ in the Old Testament— you, you miss, you know, the, the yeah. entire point. Like, <laughs> you, you know, we, well, it, it's, it's, it's so interesting because it's like, listen, everything in the Old Testament points to the cross. Mm -hmm. The Gospels explain the moment surrounding the cross. And the, the rest of the New Testament points back to the cross. Like, right. 
the literal <laughs> crux, right? To use yeah. that Latin phrase of right. the Bible. <laughs> It, everything builds to it and everything builds from it. And to, to mm-hmm. confuse that or to mess with that is, is I mean, it's obviously dangerous, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah. and problematic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you lose salvation when you minimize that. And um, yeah, that's, and that was one of the more interesting things going through. So two, two, two thoughts on that. First, um, when the reformers, when Luther and Melanchthon and them, when they, I mean, when they protested, when they reformed, when they said, hey, this is what's going on. One of the big things they intentionally did was trace through the history of the church and say, we're not teaching anything different. We're teaching everything that's in line with St. Paul and then the, the early church fathers and what was taught through what, what the scriptures have always taught mm-hmm. uh, and, and specifically this uh, light of law and gospel uh, commands and promises is how it's, it's referred to in, in, in the confessions um, that this has always been there. And that this is not only from St. Paul who brings this out, you know, specifically in Romans and Galatians, but you go back to the old Testament and it's there too. Everything. Uh, I mean, how does, how do the 10 commandments begin? They actually begin with gospel. I'm the mm-hmm. Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Yep. Um, well, I and, mean, it, and even Genesis six, right? God yeah. looked and saw that man was desperately wicked above, mm-hmm. like the intents of man's heart was desperately wicked above all else. Yep. The law was showing their sin, right? They exactly. had fallen short of that standard. That is the glory of yeah. God. But Noah found favor. Favor. Right. And it's not because of anything that was inherently good about Noah, right. which I've had to correct in some of my kids, you know, Bible stories. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I've kind of mentioned to Jess, I was like, we have to be very diligent just because we open these like children's Bibles. Right. Like we read like the, child, the Jesus storybook Bible and there's some yeah. other ones that we really like, too. Um, but I'm like, we have to be like words matter. And I yep. don't want them to think Noah was a good man, and that's why God chose him. Right. God chose him because of his grace. Yeah. And it was through faith that Noah was made righteous in the same way well, that Abraham a few chapters later will be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that and that story, I mean, the, you know, there's there's in one there's kind of like a uh, an ebb and flow like through yep. your life with that story. Is like when you're young, you're taught, yeah, Noah, go, Noah went around and got all Correct. the animals, put them yeah. on the ark, and yeah. you know, we've got. I mean, my kids and have. Why didn't he get the unicorn? Like that <laughs> right. kind of thing. Yeah, no, I know. Well, yeah, but they, that's but, my you know, daughter. My daughter's a huge unicorn fan. Uh, like that's, like we even looked into renting a unicorn for her birthday coming up, <laughs> just to like see. Like it was an insane amount of money and just yeah. dumb. Like no, but yeah, she's like, uh, why didn't he save the unicorns? I'm like, sis, yeah. like. Yeah. Because but, they're not real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we, we give them these little toys to play with and, yeah. and stuff, and, you know, because it's got all the animals. But then, like, as you get older, you realize, wait a second, this is a, a terrifying story because God says, Noah and you and your children and their wives, you're the, you're the only ones that have remained faithful mm-hmm. and build this ark and get in there. I'm going to wipe everything out. And you're just like, holy cow. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. 
But then like from that, and it's what you're pointing out there is, wait a second. Yeah, God wiped out. I mean, God cleansed the earth yeah. with with the flood of the wickedness that was perpetuating in man. Now, that didn't mean Noah and his family didn't have that wickedness in them. They, they were still sinners. But um, in God's mercy, he said, really, and, and this traces from, you know, earlier uh, uh, in Genesis 6 and then even before that. But it was his name um, and, and worshiping him was going to be blotted out. And so in his mercy, because he had promised salvation would come through uh, the seed of the woman, he cleanses the earth yeah. and then, you know, proceeds with his plan from there. And, and so there's this, like I said, it's this, you know, there's kind of joy about, you know, as a little child, but then you like learn this terrifying prospect of it. But then you learn, wait a second, no, God is doing this out of his mercy. Mm -hmm. and, and so that the savior will come. Correct. And it, it's one of my uh, earliest childhood memories that I have. We uh, and I was less than four years old, um, but it involves Noah's Ark because I knew the story, right? PK grew yeah. up, and one night my dad wasn't home. He was, I think, at the church working or doing something, and it was dark. It was like the middle of, uh, like it was fall heading into winter, I think, or or coming out of winter, right? Mm -hmm. And I just remember it being pitch black, but it was like after dinner time. But it was like pitch black. And it was storming, like raining hard. And I just remember looking out the window and going, well, I guess God, <laughs> I think I said as a four-year-old, <laughs> I guess God's a liar or something like that. And my mom just went, excuse me? <laughs> she goes, Adam, no. And it was like, it was a precious like teaching moment after that, right? But I'm like, right. I can still picture being in the old house, seeing that and being like, yeah, God's a liar. And my mom just going, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think, and it kind of goes into what we're going to talk about tonight, but, you know, that element of faith, and we can mm -hmm. dive into this later too, but like that element of faith that came through the grace that God gave Noah. Mm -hmm. There is courage in what he did too. Yeah, you know what he, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely. I mean, that's that's really that that is, uh, you know, faith is a courageous act, and I don't know if we'll get to the the quote, but that quote that I put in there um, from Pastor last Peters. Week. Yeah, it was it was from last week, but I was like, oh, it might might relate to this, um, but you know about like these things are hard faith is hard yeah, and so but it's you know the courage that the holy spirit gives you because that's mm -hmm. that's another thing and we'll, we'll get into it is you know this isn't something you just muster up on your own oh. and it is it is given to you from outside um and yeah to believe god's word just noah build the ark Roger that, Lord. I'm, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. When, when, if I'm not mistaken, too, like there hadn't been rain in the land. Yeah. So, like, does Noah even understand what is about to hit it? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and it's just like build a boat. Okay. 
right? <laughs> right. And and build it, you know, in this place where you don't really need a boat, but you will soon yeah. enough. Yeah. And and there is, I mean, it goes into the definition, right? It's not the absence of fear or ridicule, but the yeah. ability to put those things aside and do what's necessary right. or right. Yeah. It's literally my favorite quote from Army Doctrine, and it's yeah. something that I will continually quote all the time because it was like my aha moment at Chibolik mm -hmm. yeah. was, you know, sitting in the apartment reading that doctrine like they tell yeah. us to do. And I read yeah. that line and I was like, oh, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really good. You ready to go? Talk about sure. courage? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. everybody welcome to another episode of the two chaps pod he's coleman and i'm aj and we are ready tonight to talk about courage so we welcome all the cowardly lions to come <laughs> and join us tonight for this episode courage is uh it's one of those things that it can be cultivated i think and it mm -hmm. is definitely something that is given we're going to talk about but we want to get into courage tonight. So, Coleman, are you ready to talk about courage? I am. I Let's am, go. I have the courage to do that, I guess. No. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously, courage uh, from the military perspective, from the Army perspective, it's one of our, our values in our um, leadership of the army values, personal courage in that case, in specifically. And yeah, courage is something as biblically is just all over the place, you know, it, it not necessarily in the words courage, but the commands do not fear, do not be afraid, uh, do not worry. Um, and then also kind of in another way, encouragement, you know, Paul's encouraging in all of his letters where he, you know, he writes these things. And so this is a, a huge uh, part of the life of a Christian yeah. and specifically uh, the, the life of men that we have to be courageous. And that's not saying that women can't be or won't Correct. be, but it's as leaders uh, and leadership, thinking that acronym again, men have to display it. And there's, you know, we, we don't have this quote in here, but I, I can't remember the the did, author. But it, did we did so, we define courage? We have doctrine? not. We have we have not defined it yet. Okay, why so. don't we start with the definition and then we can talk okay. about it? But before sure. we get to the definition, I want to read you this quote because I already brought up the cowardly lion. <laughs> okay. And this is directly from the Wizard of Oz. You ready to go? It sure. sounds courageous. He goes, "All right, I'll go in there, Dorothy. Wicked witch or no wicked witch, guards or no guards, I'll tear them apart." I may not come out alive, but I'm going in there. There's only one thing I want you fellows to do. And the Tin Man and the Scarecrow ask him, well, what is it? And he says, talk me out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not courage. Not no. courageous. Yeah. But here's what the Army says that courage is. And it is from Army Direct Publishing 6-22, Army Leadership and the Profession. We don't normally quote Army Doctrine to you. Because it can be tedious to quote doctrine <laughs> in a lot of ways. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And that's not a knock on anything. We, you know, obviously live by army doctrine in a lot of 
ways. But this quote right here, I think, is something that could be plastered on the walls. From Army Leadership in the Profession, paragraph 2, uh, or I think it's chapter 2, paragraph 12. Yep. Yep. And it says this, courage is not the absence of fear. It's the ability to put fear aside and do what is necessary or right. Yep. That is the definition of courage that we are working off of tonight. Because in today's world, we need courageous men. Yeah, We need courageous women, too. We need courageous Christians. Yes. And the uh, with this definition, the, the thing that really, like, the obviously the parts of not the absence of fear, but to put fear aside, like, that's that's a huge part of courage. But the, the also the addendum to it, to do what is necessary yes. or right. Because that's, that's another, man, uh, you think about how deceptive uh, the world, the devil— uh, can be well, and even fear itself can be right. Well, like well, how deceptive it can be. Yeah. And, and yeah, but even, but what, what I, where I was going with that was the, the misnaming of courage of saying, yeah. you know, uh, these acts are courageous when it's absolutely they're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. So then Correct. it's, then it's not courageous. So there yeah. is a, I see where um, you're going. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to have a standard of it is what is necessary or right. And I would I would add to the the necessary for the benefit of your neighbor or someone yeah. else because there you it is there have been I don't know if we should name names or not but whatever you know, there have been uh, people promoted in culture at large or whatever that have been commended as courageous and you look at it and you go no that's just wickedness or that's yeah. just evil or that is just perversion, whatever it is. And we cannot condone that as a courageous thing because it's not right. Um, and I think that's so, a key point is what you said toward like even an addendum to the addendum is like what is necessary or right, like in benefit of the neighbor, right? Fulfilling mm -hmm. that second greatest commandment. I, I feel like courageousness and the ability to foster courage always comes with the denial of self and sac yeah. and selfless sacrifice. Absolutely. And Where it, it, in the examples that you're kind of using from society, there's really nothing selfless about it, but it's mm -hmm. more narcissistic and selfish. It, exactly. Yeah. And th that's why in the army values, it personal courage pairs so well with selfless service Correct. that it's like you, what it's going to take for you to have to be selflessly serving others is that personal courage to stand up for it. And then when you're selflessly serving others, that's cultivating that personal courage of, yes, this is the right thing to do mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it. And yeah, um, the, with that as well, there's a, uh, it, and this is not in the definition there, but it's, it is not only in the personal courage in the, in the army values, it's highlighted, but this is not only like physical courage, like in the face of physical danger, this is also moral courage. Correct. So it is, you know, standing up for what is right. Uh, it, it, what is, and obviously what we consider right, where do we get that? Well, that's going to be from God's will, God's design, mm -hmm. uh, God's law yes. and say, this is what's right on the moral grounds and having the courage to say, I'm going to stand for this. And even if it costs me my life, my welfare, yes. I know that this is where I'm standing and that that is uh, it, and that is the moral courage that 
we especially as Christians need in our, our day and time. Because if we don't do that, the what ends up, where it ends up coming out is falsehood then gets promoted versus truth. Mm-hmm. And that's all falsehood does is hands you over to the liar, the deceiver, Satan, and versus truth, which is restoring you to God and the promise mm-hmm. of salvation, life, forgiveness, and all the things that God has given to us in Jesus Christ. You you have talked on here before um, of your tours that you you spent in um, you Iraq twice or a- yep. Iraq and Afghan just Iraq twice just right? Iraq twice and yeah, so, in, com- in combat Iraq and, twice yep. and so you you've kind of like I have no examples of this necessarily in personal life right I have an mm-hmm. example from Chibolic but it was literally climbing a ladder and getting over it right that <laughs> felt courageous because I fe- set fear aside and did what was necessary right. Mm-hmm. But any examples from the two tours that, that you served that you feel comfortable sharing? Man. Um, I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I guess it, I should have asked you before. That's okay. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. I, I mean, there was – so there were going – out, going outside the wire and uh, and especially – so my first my first deployment, like, and I think I've shared this before. You know, I showed up to uh, Fort Campbell, and they told me, "All right, three weeks, you're heading out to Iraq." It's like, okay, and I'm meeting my team over there. And so, uh, in that process, you know, you, the you've gone through all this training. I mean, almost two years of training, um, and they put you in as many different situations as you can think of. Were you, you SF know, at, at this point? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, you know, all these things are in your mind of, okay, how will I handle these different s- scenarios? And mm-hmm. you're, you're playing those things out. Um, but it's all of that is training and, and, and a very different, it's a very different mindset. There was a master sergeant that always liked to say that it's a two in, in Iraq, it's a two way live fire range. Um, <laughs> so you know, you, you, when you go outside the wire, it's just like, okay, we're entering into the unknown and whether the threat is going to be an IED, um, an ambush of, of some sort, or just when you get to your target and you open the door and you don't know what's behind that door. Um, you know, and there's, and the other, the different roles that you have in that team. So I was the medic. And so, they didn't really want me to be up in the front because if I'm taken out, then well, who's going to provide medical care in, uh, you know, that, that for, for others that get wounded. Correct. So, yeah. um, but there's just this uneasiness of, of everything that's going there. And you just, really, in a sense, you have to stay focused and you have to rely on the training that you've been given. And part of that training is, the courage that comes with it of there's a, there's a close correlation between confidence and courage in those, uh, in those, those situations. Um, and then fortunately I've never faced in our missions out immediate, um, you know, we never got into a firefight. Um, and we only had, we had an IED that 
went off, but I was not in the convoy that it was going. We had, we, we had partner forces that we were working with and they split and went north and we went south um, and they got hit. And I don't believe anybody there were there were no casualties there because they, they the convoy made it back to where they were going. Um, but I mean, it's still, you know, that's uh, you're that's that's what you're out there facing um, every time you're outside the wire. Yeah. And then the second deployment, and this is like indirect fire was the big thing in the second deployment. So people, you know, insurgents lining up, you know, uh, two kilometers outside launching mortars, rockets at your base. And that was, I mean, you, you know, you, you realize that fear sets in when you hear the alarms go off. Um, but you also know, all right, I have to get to my bunker and then we have to get, you know, all these other procedures that have to, to come in. Um, and so again, relying on your training and having the confidence in what you've been talking about those things kind of instills that courage into you. Okay. This is the, this is the thing that I need to do. This is the right thing to do. Um, so yeah, that, and, and that's why when talking about courage, there is a sense that it's cultivated, but it is cultivated when, when the stressors come on you. Um, and it's better to have that in a more controlled environment than actually in uh, the, the real life situation where you have to find that out for the first time. Um, and that, I, I think that also kind of ties into something that C.S. Lewis says uh, about courage, that courage is uh, every virtue at its testing point. Yeah. Um, and that you realize all the things that you're, you're being trained to do as a soldier, when you do those, that's actually displaying courage, mm -hmm. facing that fear and adversity, um, personal or, 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 excuse me, moral or physical and, and going and doing what you're supposed to do anyway, that, that sense of duty and that obligation. Well, and, the necessary and, or right things correct. to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause that's the other side of it is, you know, it is not, you, the wrong thing would be to bust into a house and just gun down everybody because correct. that's not, you know, uh, those were not, not necessary the, or, or oh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Both of them. Um, and so, you know, being able to discriminate in, in that regard too. And then also, you know, I, uh, when one, in one of the, in my first deployment to Iraq, we were in processing, um, some, they were, they're technically not EPWs, but they were, people of interest, we'll put it like that. And so, and, and the right thing to do is, from the Geneva convention and all that stuff is that they need medical treatment and all this Correct. stuff. So, you know, I was set aside to say, okay, evaluate these people, make sure that they're okay physically. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll go on with the, the, the questioning and all that stuff afterwards. Um, and then, to, you know, to make sure that those things are being done right correctly uh, appropriately yeah. according to um the our the ethic that we have and the the, the laws established so yeah it, that, that that's a, a smaller different but it was sure. still the same thing of 
but know, still there's there's courage i think in that because even in the chaplain court right those those things apply to us too if we were dealing with true. that same type of person mm-hmm. we have to provide for them right their you know religious you know um what the words escape me but they you know yeah. we need to provide religious services for them as well um right. and there is courage in that because it one is selfless, right? We're not sitting here us versus them, but on a no. bigger scale, when we talk about the chaplain corps, we're thinking, you know, eternity versus, you know, right. And, and that's, that's an important distinction to make um, for us. But yeah, courage is one of those, like, it's, it's not like you can walk up to a store and be like, I'll have a few packs of courage, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. right? It, well, it, it's a, it, it's a, <laughs> okay. hey, there's, there, yeah, there's, there's there might be some liquid forms courage, of courage right, that people yeah. enjoy, but most of the time those end up in non necessary uh, and incorrect and situations. Incur- yeah. Exactly. So we're not going to, but like the actual idea of courage, I, I think we can see through scripture. Right, we're told mm-hmm. in First Timothy that God has not given us a fear, uh, a spirit of timidness, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. But there are examples, I think, throughout Scripture. I, I have a couple in in mind that can kind of lay the base, and then we'll get into our nurture, care, um, and honor for this. But one of the 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 biggest ones that always sticks out to me is the Old Testament story of Jonathan and his armor bearer, mm-hmm. when the Israelites are down and nobody's fighting the Philistines. Jonathan says to his armor bearer, you see those Philistines over there? We're going to go fight them. And yeah. <laughs> it may be that the Lord will fight for us. Yeah. There's no guarantee. We're not sure, but this is the right thing to do. This is the necessary thing to do. Yeah. And they go and fight. Yeah. And that's, that's... a great example. Yeah, I love that, that story. Well, and and it, the the kind of it reminds me of of obviously we are not on the same level as Jonathan and the armor bearer, but it reminds me of what SF was supposed to do in in certain situations of like, hey guys, the the odds look not so much in our favor, but we've got to figure out how we're going to do this. So, yeah, and I mean, but over and over again of the. The, the command to be courageous that the Lord is yeah. on your side. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's, it, it is, because it, it, the example that I go to, and, and probably because it's the the biggest deliverance example in, in the Old Testament, is the Exodus. And the people yeah. are, you know, the armies of Pharaoh are closing in on them, and they're, they're becoming hysterical. And Moses just says, guys, stop this. The Lord fights for us and he will take care of us. He's brought us mm-hmm. this far. He's not going to leave us here. And there's this real sense of um, they know God's that. Well, they, they the, the people don't got uh, Moses does know God's promises and know uh, what God has said about them. You are going to be my treasured possession in all the earth. That's what he says later in Deuteronomy. But I mean, that's that's the intent behind what God is doing for them. And to realize that this God is the one who makes right. Yeah. Um, and this God is the one who promises that everything will be okay in his time to believe that and then act according to that. And that's what Jonathan does. It's what Joshua does. It's what Moses does. Um, 
you know, that's, I mean, that's what David does in, in all the highlights of faith, Correct. of where they are acting faithful. It is trusting and being courageous to say, nope, this is what God has mm -hmm. said and promised, and this is what he's commanded of us. We're going to do it. Yeah. And I mean, we would be remiss if we didn't mention, I think, the ultimate display of courage, too, which is Jesus Christ and, and the cross. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thinking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, yeah. right, where he prays three different times that this cup passed from me. Mm -hmm. Right. There's you can read that account in Luke and sense. Listen, he knew his purpose in the and as God was going to fulfill that purpose. But there's a sense in the humanity of Christ. You can really get this fear that he was feeling right mm -hmm. to the point that he was literally sweating blood. Luke mm -hmm. rec records for us. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet yeah. that fear was set aside. Yeah. And. And what was necessary and right for our benefit right was done exactly. and was completed and that like when we when we think about courage like we we continue to say in all of our discussions and and we would be stupid to point anywhere else to be honest with you <laughs> right. But when you want to look at an example of what it means to be courageous you need to look no farther than Jesus Christ absolutely because at yeah. the end of the day we really need to look no farther than Jesus Christ for anything. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and the, and the obvious parallel is as Jesus goes to the cross, knowing that this is what he's been sent into this world to do. Correct. And you reflect on that and go, when, when Jesus says to us, pick up your cross, deny yourself, uh, and, and pick up your cross daily and follow me, you start to see that, okay, my Lord has done this mm -hmm. and he did this for me. So whatever my cross is, um, you know, w whatever it is that he has apportioned a to me in my life, I'm going to bear it as well because he did it and I need to follow in his example. Now, am I going to do it perfectly? No, right. but that's where he comes in and says, you're mine. I forgive yeah. you. I love you. Mm -hmm. And I have given you the Holy Spirit, as you pointed out with uh, what St. Paul says to Timothy, a spirit not of fear, uh, not of timidity, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love. Mm -hmm. um, that what you are going to go through is all, all things, well, to switch uh, epistles, you know, all things working together for the good of those who've been called according to God's purpose. Correct. Um you know, and so, yeah, to see Jesus saying, really, it, it, and, and the cross is the ultimate example of that. But even prior to that, of saying to the religious leaders who ultimately are the ones who decide his fate uh, of sending, of condemning him to the cross, but speaking up and saying, basically, you guys have gotten God wrong and you need to get him right. And I'm the one who's telling you how to do it right. I'm the one who's telling you what is necessary. Yes. And, but cowards that they are, they don't, and they reject him. So, whereas that rejection though, the cornerstone that was rejected becomes the chief cornerstone. It is the greatest act of love from God on for us. And is ultimately what secures 
everything about courage that we can have in our lives going forward. Yep, it is. So you're ready to get into the the care, nurture, and the honor. We kind of talked a little bit about some of this stuff. Doing it again. Nurture, care, honor. I know. I'm not looking <laughs> yeah. at the notes, but I just am introducing the segment here. So why don't yes. you introduce the nurture there? Okay. There, started okay. the right way. All right. So we were kind of quoting this. Um, it's from 2 Timothy 1 and uh, verses 6 and 7. St. Paul writing to Timothy, young pastor, who needed encouragement um, because he's he's dealing with people who are believers and you know they're really kind of starting to establish what does it mean to be a follower of Christ what does it mean to to live in light of the gospel and this good news of what Jesus has done um, what does it mean now that the the division wall between Jew and Gentile is broken down and Paul is writing this to encourage Timothy and say hey you know you've been put in this spot and verse six, for this reason, I remind you to fan the flame into flame, the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So ordination is what we would call that, placing right. Timothy into the office as a pastor saying, you're a pastor now. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I, I, the reason that ties into courage is it is saying we're not to slip into that fear and to submit to that fear, but instead right. to be reminded of this is the power of God working in you, the Holy Spirit, which is uh, in the power and love and of self-control. That is what the Spirit is bringing about in you. And so as young, young Pastor Timothy, and as for all of us who are Christians, who have been called and given the Holy Spirit, uh, this is the power that's the, the spirit that is in, in at work at us mm -hmm. um, to be courageous in demonstrating our love and our self-control, um, which includes the self-denial for the sake of the other. And that all sounds great, right? Yeah. It all and it's all correct and it's all true. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a question that my mom asked me last week. Okay. She goes, because we, and she said this up and it was like, it was the day that Jess was sick. I had taken my kids over there so I could work and like Jess could have the house for herself. So I've got like kids running around and my mom goes, let's, I got a question for you. And I'm like, okay. But she, she goes, we tell kids all the time to, you know, not fear and be courageous. And like, she goes, what's that look like? Right. Yeah. Like practically it sounds really good. And we're really good at talking about like, having the discernment and, and, and being filled with the spirit. And we're not given a spirit of fear, but we're given a spirit of, 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 of power and of self-control and, and those types of things for someone who's hearing don't fear because God has promised this. How do they say, okay, sounds good. How do I put this into action? Right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where, in our own mind, and I think maybe I'm answering my own question, but I think there's a lot of aspect where it's, you know, Paul commands us to take thoughts captive, mm -hmm. right? It's that reminder that um, even even the evil beings, the demons know who Christ is and mm -hmm. shudder, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, because I could, I could just imagine somebody going, okay, that sounds really good. And it does yeah. sound really good. Mm -hmm. How do we put legs to it? 
Yeah. So I, I think the first place you have to start is what is uh, what is building that courage uh, again. Um, it kind of, kind of in a sense, why courage? Why have these mm-hmm. things? And that comes from the promises that God has given to you. Um, we, we've talked about in the, in previous episodes, the bedrock of our, our profession, trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and when trust is established, then courage can be kind of elicited from that. But that trust has to be there fundamentally first well it's proverbs 3 right trust in the lord with all your heart and lean lean not on on your own um, understanding mm -hmm. i think is important yeah and and so it's it's realizing that uh, and and this plays into vocation and all those things that god has put you where you are um god has promised you a uh a future uh he has promised you life and salvation and the forgiveness of sins and that he's going to be with you and he's going to take care of you. And so recognizing this is what God intends for you. uh, It's saying, okay, I know that that's true for me. And so no matter what I'm going to go out and face in the world, God is with me. God is for me. If God is for us, who can be against us? Correct. Yeah. And so the first part is is grounding it in the reality of who God is for you. Yeah. Shown most uh, explicitly on Christ, uh, Christ on the cross for you. So that's that's where it begins. But then it is kind of the the how does this how does this get legs? Well, it's just like um, getting well, it's any sort of training. It, you have to you have to cultivate it in the house so that when the situation occurs, you know what the right thing is. You know what the necessary thing to do is. Yeah. Um, now that doesn't mean you go out and look for like uh, you you don't want to you don't want to be like Batman and just like run around in the streets and patrol the night and say, okay, I'm going to find the right thing and the necessary thing to do. I, I promise you that if you're a Christian, that adversity and those things where you're going to be called upon to be courageous to stand for what it means to be a Christ follower, what it means to believe the Bible and what it means to believe God's promises, that's going to come to your doorstep. Uh, because Jesus also says, you know, the world has hated me. It will hate you also, yeah. but take heart, be courageous. I have overcome the world. So how does this get legs? Starts with Christ and continuing to be nourished in his word, his promises, and then, and his commands, and then living those out, trying to do that. That's, I, I know we, we beat Ephesians five <laughs> to death, but it's, I mean, it's always worth hearing. It takes courage for husbands to love your wives as Christ loved the church. Yeah. It, there, there's, you, 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 you can't do it otherwise. It takes courage for wives to submit to their husbands. Um, because there's no one in their right mind would just like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a, a great right. idea. Correct. It, it is only by the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, by the trust of what God has designed, by the trust that God is with you, that you would step up and do these types of things. Yeah. And and I think like, OK, so and I think a lot of it, too, 
to add to what you're saying goes to what you were talking about with your deployments, right? Your trainings prepared you for the situations in which to be courageous. Correct. Right. For us as men and as husbands and as fathers and those that are not men, husbands and fathers, but just Christians at large, our, our training ground begins with a bended knee in the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Our training ground begins with an open Bible, and it's studying the Word so that we know what Word we are to trust and to have faith in the God who says, I will never leave you. I will never Mm -hmm. forsake you. That is the training. Is the Bible only a training manual or a roadmap to life? No, we've talked about that. It's it's not, but it is— training for our soul it is a an opportunity for us to meet with our creator to foster that relationship in order to say when the time does arise okay i know the promise god has for me i Mm -hmm. know that peter talks that i have a a hope that is undefiled and never fades away it's completely Mm -hmm. imperishable and i'm trusting in that because i've trained because I've put myself in situations to train, and now it's time for me to mm-hmm. act upon that faith, right? Doesn't mm-hmm. James talk about, like, you say you have faith, great. Right. Show me your works, and I will tell you yeah. if you have faith, right? And and being courageous in the face of, of suffering and adversity, like, that is, in essence, a work that proves the faith that you have. It, it absolutely does. Yeah, The James says you see that a person is justified, um, that a person has saving faith by their works. And so that that's, yeah, when, when the, when faith is in action and it takes courage to, to carry that out, it takes courage to stand up and say, wait a second, you know, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. It's unbelievable that that's what we have to say now, but, but it, it, it is coming to the point where you stand up and you say, no, God created the male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes courage to say, you know, this is this is the right thing to do. The you know, love your neighbor as yourself, um, and so that yeah, and, and that is that is only developed through training, through through the word, through prayer, through continuing to get together. That's another we we talked about this yeah. last episode, um, the community to yeah. come together uh, and expect to hear from God. Yes. And, and to expect to receive his gifts, that takes courage mm-hmm. because, there, you, again, there's uh, th- this sense of like it doesn't make any sense out there, but this is what God has commanded. Mm-hmm. And so and this is that makes it therefore that makes it right. And so it is right and necessary for us to continue to to meet together with other Christians mm-hmm. To receive and, that word and serve together, I think that's something yes, that gets yeah. lost so much. Right? Is mm-hmm. like in Genesis two, when God sets up this created order before even Eve is created, He set Adam in the garden to work the garden. Yep. Immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Even before sin entered in the world. Now, because of sin, His work became harder. Right. And I liken it to uh, you know, there's there's an essence where. Too often we talk about, well, I go to church and I get fed. Well, Mm -hmm. great. That's fantastic. 
But are you actually serving? Are you actually working? Because if not, then all you're doing is attending a buffet and becoming gluttonous. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like there's, yeah. there is the hearing of the word, which is <laughs> utterly important. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. don't just be hearers of the word. Be, be doers. doers also. Right. And that, and that is the, and to, and to, to put that in a more concrete terms, that service begins in your household um, mm -hmm. and it begins with, begins with your family, but it doesn't stop there. It, it extends into the community with other families. Uh, and especially if your church is, uh, so uh, one of the quotes from seminary, maybe this, this should have been in the wise words, whatever. Um, but one of my professors talked about, you know, if your church disappeared from the corner, it was on. And the community would notice, like, you know, the question was, would your would your community notice if your church just overnight was up and gone? Yeah. Because if they wouldn't, then you really have to reevaluate what's the impact you're making in the community. Um, what is the what is the, how is it that the church as a whole is loving and serving the neighborhood with the, within where where they live, where they're, where they're yes. located. Right. Um, it, it's like, it, it's like those circle diagrams, right? Like mm -hmm. the small circle, then the bigger circle, then the bit like, and that service needs to reach out starting in that small circle of your home. And then the next circle of extended family, then the following yep. circle of your church community, then the bigger circle of the community at large. Right. I mean, Jerusalem, Judea, and the ends, ends of, the, of earth, the earth, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so, so important that we are not just taking it. Like, I don't want to de-emphasize the taking in of the word because yeah. you have to. Yeah. You have to be fed. But you also have to be a doer of the word that you hear. Right. Well, it is. It is uh, and there's courage uh, uh, that comes with that doing. Absolutely. That's where it all ties back, right? Like, yeah. That is the necessary and right thing to do. Yeah. It's the reason why when we are bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ and God saves us from our sins, we are left here. Yeah. Because there's work to be done. Mhm. Mm Absolutely. And I mean just just the food analogy itself. Why do we eat food? So that our bodies continue to function in the way that uh, that they're supposed to. And I could tell you from personal experience when you don't have food, your body does not function <laughs> the way it's supposed to. Um, when your body doesn't have rest, it doesn't function the way it's supposed to. That's hundred percent true. What does what does the Word of God do? It provides that rest mm -hmm. and that nourishment to send us back out into the in the vocations that we are in, into the communities that we're in, and there serve, love, and serve your neighbor. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, Toss it back I, to you on that. Yeah, and so I want to move into the care aspect, right? Because mm -hmm. there is this aspect of, yeah, courage is tough. Yeah. it's There's so many things that can get in the way. And we talked about this a little bit last week of, uh, of discipline being able to be the reason that we have rest. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be a continual theme on the show here. But discipline is also necessary for courage. Yes. And 
I mean, just in all, like, let's just lay the the blanket statement out there. You need discipline in your life. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. For for all facets of life, you need discipline. You need discipline to, to rest. You need discipline to serve well. You need discipline to train well. And you yeah. need discipline to be courageous because there's going to be times where uncertainty is going to strike you. And mm-hmm. it's going to punch you in the face sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's going to create fear. Yeah. And your response to that is going to determine how courageous you are. Exactly. And and that goes back to that that training again. That and, and, and training and discipline are I mean, they're almost synonymous. Um it it, it is that that you can't prepare for every situation, but as those things are cultivated in you and how you respond to those situations, to those discouraging situations, yes. you know, the opposite of it. That's, yeah, that's what the life of the Christian, the life of being in the word is all about. To finally get to my Luther quote uh, <laughs> for this, Luther talks, and I, I may have brought this up in previous episodes, I don't remember, but Luther talks about a, a theologian in particular, which really he means all Christians, because all Christians are theologians. Um, there's a cycle of oratio, meditatio, and tentatio, uh, which Latin um, for prayer, meditation, and then uh, what we call the attack. Uh, and it's this cycle that, you know, you... Could you say prayer, meditation, action? Like that? Well, it, it, or is it, it, it more it than is, that? It is action, but it's it's more than that. It's realizing that your action in the world as a Christian will bring an attack from the world. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's okay. kind of the yeah the German word that he used. Uh, it it's, it just sounds cool, but it's kind of hard to to define. Um, is anfektum, and so it, it is it is affliction. It's uh, you know it's the it's the actual putting legs on what does it mean to be a Christian and that in those, in this world, you're going to experience those hardships. But what that ends up doing is that it drives you back to the word prayer. and, and, and a prayer. Yeah. Because you're, and that's, that's the whole cycle of the, the Christian life. And that's the training that comes in or, or that you go through. And that's what ends up producing those virtues and the specifically courage to carry out those things. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the things that are out in the world that are meant to discourage uh, are, I mean, incalculable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where returning to the word where in, in, almost innumerable places, God says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. Be of good courage. Be of good cheer. I am with you. And so that's, it always comes back to centering on God's word and what God has already shown to us. That's I, I think that's the other, every every time that God says, do not be afraid or, or you know, be of good courage and all that stuff, it's because he, he demonstrates his own love for his people. Um, and that's ultimately demonstrated in the cross, look at what I've done for you in my son and look at, and this is the, when we, when we always refer to the cross, it's not simply just 
Christ on the cross, although that's hugely important. But it's also three days later yes. that Christ comes out of the tomb mm-hmm. and and says, look, this is what God does. He kills and makes alive. He uh, crushes and build back, builds back up. He lets the attacks come to us, but not because he wants to, not because he's masochistic towards or sadistic towards us, um, but because in that, in those, do not be surprised when the fiery trials come upon you, as Peter Mm -hmm. says, um, as if something strange were happening to you. This is the testing of your faith. This is where courage is actually built. And again, it comes to that trust. God, you've made me these promises. I'm trusting you in the midst of it. I always go back to, I believe as Paul said, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive within you. And is at work in, yeah. You know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. Ephesians 3.20, to him who's able to do abundantly above all we could ask or think, to him be the praise, the glory, and the honor forever. Amen. Amen. You know, and when we when we think about that, I know they're words, and I know that they're not a checklist of things to do, but they are promises. Mm-hmm. And much of training is built upon promise. Yeah. Train to do this, and the hope or the promise is that it will be completed, right? Right. Yeah. That is what God has given us. The mm-hmm. same power that rose, uh, that raised Christ from the dead is at work within us, regardless of what we face, the good mm-hmm. or the bad. That power is active and working. Yeah. And to him who is able to do far abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Like, yeah. we can think it, and he can yeah. still do more than that. Right. Right. Yeah. To him be the glory and the praise forever. Amen. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's the promise. And I, I, I keep to, to take that, um, the training and the courage and, and, and the trust in the promises that are there. This goes to, so I used to jump out of planes um, and of my own, Volition. So, <laughs> did you ever but, have to be shoved out? No, uh, that I did not. So, uh, yeah, because once you do it, you, when, you, when you do it once, once, yeah, yeah, the first then, time, yeah, then sure. you're like, then you're like, okay, this is not as bad. Now, I, I had I had a pretty serious injury on one of them with my knee um, on a landing, but you know, even that, it was still like, this is pretty awesome to do but you realize like at that point when you exit the plane the only thing you the 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 courage that you have to do that is what everyone else uh, uh, leading up to that point has trained you in and and told you and done to you so going over how the parachute functions going over what they call jmpi jump master uh, preliminary inspection and, you know, that everything that is is in the right order that's supposed to be, it's going the way it's supposed to, it's all supposed to function that way. Um, and that, you know, it is trusting that in everything that they've told you, how to jump, uh, you know, how to exit the plane, um, 
and there's a couple different ways depending on the aircraft, blah, 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 whatever. But knowing, okay, they are telling me this, I'm trusting the way they have told me to do this is, will make this work. And the easiest experience that I had with this is we were, we were doing um, what we call, there was, uh, it was where we were, we're exiting improperly. Like if you were forced out, you know, if the plane was on fire or something like that, or, um, and so you didn't get to exit the, the, the proper way. And in that, um, I began to tumble. So this is free fall. I began to tumble and it was just like, holy cow, I, I don't know what's going on here. And the, it, it just, I went back to what they taught me. And that was arch, which is basically put your hips down and, and raise your back up and this, and that will get you in the right position. And I did that. And I was, I was praying the entire time because I was just spinning, but that's exactly what it was, was, you know, entrusting what they told me and, and what I had practiced before that corrected everything. And so, and then the jump was smooth from that point, but it's, yeah, it would not have been without all that lead up, all that training to it, all the, the promises in a real sense that they had said, if you do this, it will work. Um, without that, then yeah, it could have been catastrophic, mm -hmm. but in doing that in entrusting what was said to me, how I was trained, that it worked out exactly the way it was supposed to. And so a very small parallel, but similar to when we hear God's promises again, over and over again, uh, that he's going to take care of us, that he's going to be with us, um, that, you know, neither life nor death, nor powers nor principalities nor anything else in all of creation can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. He means that. Yes. And that that's true for us. And so to actually live life, trusting that and believing that, no matter what we're facing, we know, okay, things are going to turn out okay. Things are going to turn out right. And building on that is a legacy which moves us to the honor portion <laughs> of cultivating courage as this episode is, is being told, right? Building mm -hmm. on that hope and building on that training, we have countless examples of courage throughout the Bible and church history. My mind immediately when we were thinking about this goes to Polycarp who was burned at the stake, mm -hmm. right? And um, they found him sitting in his home and he went willingly and they took him to the stake and said, do you recant? And he said, no. And they bent down to tie him at the stake and he said, you won't need those ties. Mm -hmm. And he stood there and was martyred for what he believed in like that, that courage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we have these stories and it's important. I think even, you know, extra biblically, the Bible is always going to be foundational, right? But stories like Polycarp's and stories like other martyrs and other church fathers and people throughout history, like, you know, we draw inspiration in the military from past mm -hmm. heroes that have fought, right? Yeah. Sharing those stories is important. Yes. Yeah. I, the, it, it, and, and you think about, the Bible itself as God's story. It's, mm -hmm. it's all, it's all his, what he does. And it's all about Christ and sharing that story builds courage, but also sharing the stories of those who believe that story builds courage as well to say again, um, you know, 
it, it is there are people who have gone through intense suffering have given their lives yep. for the sake of Christ and God gave them the spirit of power in that moment to say my Lord is Jesus and you can mm -hmm. do whatever you want to I will be with him and that those stories of the martyrs through through the ages um, I don't think it just has to be martyrs though and I don't want to yeah, cut you yeah. off but yeah. like I even think to to Luther right at the Diet yeah. of Worms where he says, yeah. "Here I stand, so help me God." Yeah, absolutely. unless I am convinced by Scripture and plain re reason, I yeah. will not be beholden to popes and priests and <laughs> right. whatever else he said. Right? But yeah, this is where I stand, and that I mean, I read that and I'm like. Let's go hell with a yeah. squirt gun, right? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it fires you up, but but you just think about that. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it it took Luther training to get there, obviously, and that was the second day of the Diet of Worms, if I have my yeah. history correct, because the first day he was a bit more timid in the sense that he was overwhelmed. Yes, spent a yeah. night in the castle and prayed and wrote yeah. a majestic prayer and then got up and said this is it right yeah and that too is courageous yeah absolutely and and every one of those uh, so i mean I, I i even go to um well i mean it's a martyr again but there was you know there was a, a, there have been several shootings in the recent memory um specifically of those who were were christian and, and I want to say it was at Virginia Tech, but it might not have been. But the the shooter killed somebody because they were Christian. And then it, it, whether I, I don't remember if it was Virginia Tech or not. Sorry. Um, somebody killed somebody because they confessed that they were Christian. And they went to the next person. And for the, for the next person to confess that they were Christian after seeing what had been done to the previous person, that's an incredible amount mm -hmm. of courage. Yes. Um, but, it, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be martyrdom. Um, Martin Luther King Jr. I think is yes. a great example. Um, now again, he's kind of martyred because sure. he's assassinated at the end of his life. But prior to that, yeah, his stands uh, and being able to resist and then suffer Birmingham jail yeah, because of that is just, again, a remarkable uh, example for us mm -hmm. to be courageous for what is right, what is necessary for the sake of the neighbor as God has directed it in his word. Was, uh, that was actually part of the Michigan curriculum when I taught history was going through the, the letter from a Birmingham jail. Mm-hmm. And that's a piece of literature, man. It, yeah. Just being able to read and to 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 see kind of he's sitting in a jail basically on the back of a napkin, you know, writing and penning this letter to the people. And, and his I have a dream speech, right? Just mm -hmm. I have a dream that one day my four children will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Yeah. Which is, I mean, ultimately how life should be anyways 
right? Yep. Especially if we talk about the doctrine of the Imago Dei and yep. all of us being created in the image of God, then we should yep. all be treating people based upon that reality. But courage is so... Man, I... It's almost one of those things that you don't know you have until you need it. Exactly. You know what exactly I mean? Exactly right. Yes. You, it, Which well, can make it, goes, it very difficult. Well, that goes back to the, the C.S. Lewis's quote that yeah. it is The testing courage. of all virtues. It, exactly. It, courage mm -hmm. shows itself when it is tested. And yeah. Um, and that's – we will face that mm -hmm. as Christians. And just even as – even as non-Christians, there is a need for courage to, again, do the right thing for the sake of the neighbor. Yes. Um, it, it is like you you really can't have a functional society without that, without believing I can't just be so self-absorbed that I don't care about the welfare of those around me. That's literally the welfare of those around me is a community, uh, what you have in common together. So, but yeah, the, the stories of courage and through obviously martyrdom mm -hmm. and then, but those, and those who make the, the public displays, Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther himself, um, you know, but there's also the courage to do the right thing in just your normal day-to-day -day yes. life. Um, it, it takes courage to pray with your family and mm -hmm. to say, especially as, as fathers and husbands, that this is what I'm going to step forward to do because God has commanded it again. It is what is necessary. It is what is right, um, to go to your job and do your job according to the, whatever regulations or ethics or whatever is involved in that. It takes courage to do that because it is so easy mm -hmm. to, you know, cut the corners or, yes. you know, take the easy way out. And I, we've hit on this a little bit, and I want to just reemphasize as we close out this honor section, but it's imperative for conversations like this to happen so that we can encourage each other. Right, mm -hmm. Paul writes in First Thessalonians, he says, Finally then, brothers, we ask and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you receive from us as to how you ought to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you will excel still more. Yeah. Right? Encouragement, encouraging, right? The the edification of the saints, the building up of the community of God, that we might be able to encourage one another in the training that we are receiving. So yeah. when the time comes to be courageous, it's not yeah. given a second thought. Yeah. And how to spur one another on to good works. Yes. Um, you know, from Hebrews. Um, but yeah, it, it, this it, encouragement and, and knowing it, it, again, a non-biblical uh, example, but it is kind of, I don't know. There's, there used to be. Uh, truth is truth uh, is truth. Right. So, uh, there, there were motivational posters. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're really still around. I think they're all like memes now. Um, but, you know, in, in, in you see them up in offices and stuff. And it's like teamwork and blah, blah, blah. And one that always stood out to me, but I, I, I don't know why, but it, it just like my first time I saw it, I was like, that's pretty awesome. Was, you know, 
a ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what ships were built for. Yes. And so the, the, the reality of you know, Christians, well, even at home really technically still aren't safe, but, but if, if the safest place for me to be in a world is in my home and not going out interacting with anybody or mm -hmm. doing anything, um, well, yeah, you could be safe, but that's not what God has called you to be. That's not what it means to be a new creation. It's yes. actually to be engaged in this world for the sake of the world, because as Christians, we, we're the only ones that offer the message of the redemption of the world mm -hmm. that Christ has died for the sins of the world, that Christ has risen for our justification, that Christ will come again to make all things new. And if we don't get out with that message and embodying that, well, then we're not really doing what we were recreated uh, by the Holy Spirit to do. So uh, that goes with the courage as well. And we need encouragement from fellow brothers and sisters mm -hmm. to do that. Again, mm -hmm. going back to the importance of community and coming together um, to be fed and nourished and then deployed, if you will, out. Absolutely. So let's move then to wrap up this episode of the Two Chaps Pod. Let's move to our words of the day. What do you got for the listeners today? All right. Uh, if you're listening closely, you've already heard it numerous times. Um, but my word of the day is, is promise. And because that's what drives the courage that's in each of us, uh, particularly God's promise to us. Um, we have our God, our personally known God, intimately involved with us. God who has said, take heart. I've overcome the world. Those are Jesus's words to his disciples. Those words are still true for us today. We have in a, in a very different way, um, Psalm 23, that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, in the place where there should be the most fear um, and the most anxiety, I have the promise, you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over. Um, all this imagery of God is for you. He is with you. He is taking care of you. And he does not hold your sin against you because of what Christ has done. That's his promise. And that should give us courage to go out and face anything in the world. So my word of the day is promise because it is God's promises that compel and elicit that courage out of us. Very good. Very good. I'm going to give you AJ's word of the day here. And my word is, you probably didn't pick up on this and that's okay. <laughs> but my word of the day is recognition that in order to be courageous, we have to recognize what it means to be courageous, that it is not the absence of fear, but the putting fear aside and doing what is necessary and right. Well, what is necessary and right? Well, that comes from recognizing how to determine, discern 
discriminate against what is right and what is true. So if we are to be courageous, then we have to be in a position to recognize what courage actually is and what actually is right for the benefit of the neighbor and for ultimately the most glory brought to God. Because that is our chief end and because that is our purpose here on earth. Recognize those moments when right versus wrong is presented and do what is necessary and right and thereby be courageous. Recognition is the word of the day. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Two Chaps Pod, Cultivating Courage. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and pound that bell. You can catch us across all social media platforms on Uncultured Dad. And if you're looking for Christian resources on doctrine, on prayer, on what it means to be a good dad or a good husband, check out UncultureDad.com and we will get you content dropping over there until next week he's coleman and i'm aj this is a two chefs pod we'll see you later all right i saw your face when i said recognition I was, yeah I, you were like where are you going with this it was yeah i'm refilling I always, my drink i always kind of like this is a little insight for those that are still listening on spotify and <laughs> apple but i kind of wait to write or think of my word of the day as we're talking mm. Just because I'm like, okay, how can we tie this back in? And I think that it's important, you know, yeah, everything that we said tonight was spot on. Great pull on Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Like, I think that's one thing yeah. that, you know, we are a biblical podcast. There's no doubt about that. and We will never shy away from that. But we shouldn't hesitate to call out, you know, truth. That ultimately yeah. still is going to point back to the Bible, but might be extra biblical as we like to yeah. say. Well, you know. I mean, that's there's plenty I of... I thought of so many examples, too, after we were done talking about that. I was thinking, yeah. like, Hank Greenberg with the Detroit Tigers. Like, he yeah. was a Jew in one of the most anti-Semitic cities in the country at that yeah. point. Like, the Ku Klux Klan had moved from the South to Detroit, basically. Yeah. You got one of the most infamous anti-Semites in Henry Ford who wrote, mm. you know, he wrote a book called, uh, oh, what was the name of it? It was something to the effect of uh, the Jew, the world's problem or something like that. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. It, he, <laughs> Not. he wrote it anonymously, but it was published by, I mean, it's been attributed to him. It's like historical record yeah. that he wrote it. And he just had all these, you know, so I was thinking about like Hank Greenberg, who literally was like the first Jewish superstar, mm -hmm. right? And it sat out a pennant clinching game, or it was like right towards the end of the season because it was Yom Kippur, and he mm -hmm. knew that his parents would be upset if he if he played, and he no. he sat out, and um, the Tigers ended up winning the pennant, anyways. But I mean, he was also one of the first people to sign up after uh, he was the first major leaguer to sign up for service after Pearl Harbor. Mm. The first to re-enlist after Pearl Harbor and the first to sign up for service when the war kicked off. Yeah. And in 1934, when oh. Hitler was rising to power in Germany, yeah, he went on a home run tear, mm -hmm. and they called it Homers Against Hitler. Ah, 
This is Hammer and Hank that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. yeah. The other Hammer and Hank. I was, yeah. When I asked you, who do you think I'm talking about? You said mm -hmm. Hank Aaron. And I said, no, 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 no. This yeah. was Hammer and Hank before Hammer and Hank that you know. Yeah. 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 He's a fascinating story to read. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's, and you go back, the, we didn't touch on this at all, not that we were intending to, but I mean, you just look at the history of stories from other cultures and other, uh, uh, yeah, about other cultures, other histories, Greeks, Romans, whatever. Um, the stories that like make it through are the ones of courage, yep. the ones of valor. I mean, that's like literally the, the Norse kind of mythology is all based around the courage to go into battle and die in battle. Valkyrie, the whole, the whole idea of Valkyrie or Valhalla, sorry, not yeah, Valkyrie. Valhalla, yeah. The whole, I mean, that's literally the shirt that I'm wearing right now is from a company called Till Valhalla. It's mm -hmm. like a, yeah. every shirt you uh, buy don't donates to soldier suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, they like, <laughs> it's all, courage and valor in fact our yeah. the men's ministry at our church is called valor and that's yeah. the name of the men's conference that opens for registration tomorrow is the valor men's conference that we're hosting in yeah. november cool yeah yeah, yeah and, so I, and it's and, and i think you're right it is a it's not a yeah you can't go and say i want two packs of courage right yeah but yeah it is just something that it, it, in a sense you know it when you see it and it's yeah. only going to come about if if somebody is prepared for it prepared 100 um, percent. yeah and that's it, and, it, and, the and way it that almost we, also goes back to that quote that we've talked about from um Oh, I always forget his name, but it was like, my dad didn't tell me how to live. He lived yeah, yeah. and let me watch. It's, it's almost a kind of like, yeah. I wasn't taught how to be courageous. I saw people who were courageous well, it, and yes. then, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's why the sharing the stories and why, so important. Well, why, you there know, you go. superheroes to, to a certain degree. Um, they have a large appeal because yeah. Courage is doing what is right and necessary, yep. selfless. Yep. yep. And Speaking. I think at the human oh, yeah. level, like <clears throat> for as narcissistic and humanistic and selfish as people are by nature, right? Because that is just sin. I mean, that, right? Mm -hmm. Narcissism is just sin. I mean, that's all it is. Yep. But at our core, we're attracted to the selfless. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There is an attraction to that selflessness. Yeah. Maybe well, it's out of, I wish I could be that someday or something yeah. to that effect. But there's always like, that's why superheroes well, are such a big deal. That's yeah. why the generations get labeled the greatest generation because of their selflessness. Yeah. I, I would say that there, there's, uh, I don't know if it's an attraction, but there's definitely a pull, a, a pull or, or, or a uh, it's at least obvious because because I, I think it'll do one of two things for those who believe in 
goodness and, and, you know, selfless service and, and that type of stuff. Yes. The, and that, that brings out the better in them, but for those who are self-absorbed, it just, it shows their own guilt uh, and shame with it. In other words, so if somebody does a selfless act, many people will embrace it because they know that this is good, right, necessary. That's kind of the law that's built into us. But yeah. the sinful side of that, the narcissistic side might feel threatened by it because they go, oh, I'm not like that. And I don't want to be like that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, well, we, as humanity, we look down upon narcissism. Blatant <sighs> narcissism, I should say. Blatant narcissism. I, I, I but we're still narcissistic man. to a core. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I don't know that we. I mean, yeah, I guess blatant narcissism. But that that even that that line is almost with ever moving. The, yeah, and 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 kind of we accommodate narcissism now oh, much yeah. more than 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 I think even our our parents generation and definitely way more than our grandparents generation but the because it is i mean selfies are, are the perfect example of that um you know the the it's just social media itself is pure lends, narcissism yeah lends to that narcissism and so yeah that that is kind of pushed you know okay we, in a sense, we tolerate it much more than yeah. in, in in previous, and then it really well, there's narcissism is much more obvious too because of social media, right? Like, so our our parents and our yeah. our, our grandparents' generations, like human nature hasn't changed, right? The advent of the internet and the ability <laughs> that anybody regardless of their iq can sign up for a social media account just maybe blatant... we're examples of that huh maybe we're examples of that well yeah obviously by the statement that i just made right about iqs right but i mean to a certain extent yeah i mean there's there's this uh i i guess it's more tolerated just because it's more obvious, right? It's more yeah, prevalent. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. you become desensitized to it. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And so we're where it's a it's a battle for us. Like maybe even those of us who are in the like to sometimes even recognize when we're being narcissistic. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? It's 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 definitely and that's again and it's tied, I mean it goes back to God's word. God's word mm -hmm. has to have its way with me. And even reveal those sinful thoughts and desires. I mean, this, I, I don't remember, I don't remember if I've shared this story with you or not, but so the, the I knew I was going to marry Rachel. I, I wanted to marry, I knew that I wanted to marry Rachel. I didn't know if she was going to marry me, but anyways, um, it was on our, our second date and we, we went out, ate dinner, um, and then we just decided to take a walk and we're walk down the street. And there's this lady who's sitting uh, at a bus stop, looks a little down on her luck, that type of stuff. And, um, you know, in my mind, I was like, I need, to, uh, there's a part of me that's like, 
all right, I'm going to become a pastor. I, I want to uh, impress this uh, young lady that I'm with. Blah, blah, blah. And so anyways, and we ended up having a conversation with this woman sitting at the bus stop. And it's like, well, well, uh, there's a pizza place right there. Why don't we just get you a pizza? Is that, you know, would that, would that help you right now and stuff? And so, you know, walk in and get this pizza and come back out and give it to her. And we prayed with her and stuff. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, I'm feeling really good about this. Right. It's and, the and, motivation. And, and, right. Well, and it was, but it was, it was, I'm feeling really good about this because I'm doing this. I'm like, I'm showing. Because Rachel's this. seeing me do it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. And so. And then we like started walking away and I, uh, and I just uh, was, or said to her, I goes, I need to repent because I was doing that. You know, I, 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 I didn't say I was doing it out of selfish uh, motivations, but she knew that that's, that, that, that's where I was coming from. And this is when I knew I wanted to marry. She turned and smacked me and she goes, me too. And it was like, because she knew, because we both realized that we were doing this good thing mm -hmm. for this person, um, but yet we were doing it because the, we were trying to um, impress each other. I guess in, in that in that sense, there's a philosophical it, conundrum for you. Yeah, you know well, what I mean. <laughs> like, but but, but that's but how that's, often does that happen, though? Right? We we're yeah, like, no. It, look at the good it. that I am doing. It, it's yeah. it's it's. Uh, I mean, it naturally goes back to a discussion on humility. C.J. Mahaney exactly, had a exactly. great quote on humility, where he said, mm -hmm. "Humility is the one thing you can't tell anybody you have." <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's like the ironic statement. I'm more humble than you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, like, yeah. and so it's, it's, it's when we talk about like this obvious narcissism that plagues everybody. I mean, mm -hmm. because that, I mean, right. Genesis three, when Eve saw that the fruit was good for the taste and had a desire to make one wise, right. The, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the prideful, you know, in uh, the pride of life or the sinful pride of life is what John calls it. Like that's been there since Genesis. Yeah. Right. It's blatantly more obvious because of social media. Mm -hmm. And it's something where we have to continuously put the mirror yeah. of scripture in front of ourselves to reveal our selfishness. Exactly. Uh, and that's the, I mean, when we, and that's what that book law and gospel is going to get into is like the law its primary function is to show your sin, show your need for a savior, but particularly show your sin of where you have fallen short of the glory of God, um, even into the motivations of our hearts. Um, and that's where, so one of the things that we do in just about every service is there's confession and absolution, absolution. Bef before, um, before the service. And it is, it is there to get you to understand, to get each of us to understand we don't get to come into God's presence on our terms. It's only on his, by his grace. Uh, we were talking about with Noah and to recognize that we are sinful beyond our capacity to understand much um, more than we can. Ask or think, <laughs> right? It's the inverse of Ephesians three twenty. Like 
He's able to do more than we get asked or think. We are more <laughs> sinful. <laughs> right. You know I what mean, I mean? That's like when I mean, to use the the Calvin's term, total depravity. That's everything about you and everything that comes from yes. you is depraved. Depraved. Um, there's no good that dwells in my flesh, as Paul says. And, and so you and that is to again knock down that um narcissism that self-absorption that we have about our oh i think i'm doing pretty well and that arrogance that we have of like oh you know god god i god must be really happy with me because i gave this woman some food on yes um and and it's rachel must be really impressed yeah exactly right yeah and 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 it and it it undercuts that and it says no I am far worse and I'm owning up to, I am far worse than I could possibly understand. But what that does is it puts you in the position to say, God be merciful to me in all my sins, known, known and unknown. And as terrible as I am as a sinner, it's exactly what you're saying with Ephesians three twenty. how much greater is God specifically Jesus Christ as a savior to me? And so that's that's really the part of the uh, why confession and absolution yep. uh, preparing for the service uh, in, or in preparation of the service is so important because it says, yeah, I don't get to meet God on my terms because if it were if it were if if I were to meet Him in my own standing, there is so much sin, evil, and wickedness in me that I don't even know that it would just be obliterated out of His presence, but. For the sake of Jesus Christ, the mercy that he has shown to us and what Christ has done um, by his death on the cross, I he does not hold my sin against me and I can come into his presence. Um, but yeah, that we do not know the depths of our own sin and we trick ourselves. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. First John 1 John mm-hmm. um, you know, and And we... We, again, that's the narcissism that comes out. We think we're okay on our own. And it's like, no, we're not. We need someone else to step in for our place. And we need to always approach God in that one who has been perfectly righteous on our behalf. It's good stuff. This is like, this is like our, uh, in office, uh, yeah, we haven't had one uh, in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. On my own. Yeah. Maybe. I still, good, I good still have no packing list to send out to anybody. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, right. it'll probably come together at the last minute, guys. Like, sorry. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, of, of this, and it's kind of, I don't know, extended session or whatever. Uh, I don't know if you want to make this like so i was thinking about like the grab bag thing or or, or whatever um i'm gonna stop the recording okay bye everybody um if you want to take